This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I hope you had a great weekend. I certainly did. I'll tell you about it throughout the course of the show. I think if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I am not a hardliner when it comes to prisons and criminal justice reform. I'm not the kind of guy that says lock them up, throw away the key, and forget about them. However, I do think there are some crimes that you just can't come back from. And one of those is murdering a police officer. And unfortunately, the New York State Parole Board has freed the 37th cop killer in six years. This is a total disgrace. A convicted murderer who fatally shot an off-duty NYPD officer during a robbery in Brooklyn nearly 40 years ago was released on parole last week. The 37th cop killer in the state granted their freedom in just six years. Alexander Evans, who gunned down Officer James Holmes on March 23, 1986, was sprung from Otisville Correctional Facility on Monday after the state parole board decided in favor of his release. Evans is 57 years old. He was serving 32 years to life for killing Holmes, only 47 at the time, with 17 years on the job, who left behind a wife and four children. Of the 37 cop killers released since 2017, 33 murdered NYPD officers. This is absolutely pathetic. This makes no sense. The parole board seems intent on releasing people that have committed these horribly heinous crimes. And if you read the story of how Holmes was murdered, He was off duty and visiting a friend when Evans robbed him and knocked him unconscious. It's just a horrible, horrible situation. Oh, and by the way, he was on probation for a robbery conviction at the time that he uh, murdered this police officer. He took the officer's gun and holster and left, but immediately returned. Didn't have to return. Had his money, took his gun. He returned and shot him four or five times in the chest in cold blood. That is now who is free in New York State. That is absolutely atrocious. By the way, if you want to do something to help raise money for the families of fallen police officers, you can join my efforts to raise some money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. One more week and we are a stone's throw away from hitting our fundraising goal. So I'm asking for your help. Please go to wabcradio.com slash Frank Walk. wabcradio.com slash Frank Walk to be continued. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com 
and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I have talked a great deal about the problems with veterinary care and the expense of veterinary care. And it's a real problem. However, I think what we're seeing from socialist Brooklyn Assemblywoman Emily Gallagher is totally inappropriate. Now, I'm reluctant to pick on anybody that is uh, having a tough time paying their veterinary bills. But the New York State Legislature is the highest paid legislature in the country. They make over $110,000 a year plus travel stipends. So her cat needed emergency surgery. And Emily Gallagher came up with what she thought was a good idea after learning in October of 2021 that her beloved cat, Roland, desperately needed emergency surgery to fix a bladder blockage. She set up a GoFundMe page to cover what she claimed was a catastrophic bill of $3,797. She said, I don't have this money and neither does my partner. We applied for veterinary credit, but were approved only for $1,400. Donations from 52 people totaling $2,471 poured in and eight anonymous donors chipped in a total of $175. The next day, Assemblymember Gallagher was crowing on social media that Roland's surgery was a success. Thank goodness. And she said that she was initially charged $3,797 and told that it had to be paid up front. So she negotiated for hours and she begged friends and families. But then she said, she negotiated the price with the vet down to just $1,000 while being forced to take a high-interest loan to cover the costs. Now, she doesn't really explain where the rest of the donations went. If it was only $1,000 and you raised $3,000, where's the rest of that money? Additionally, I really do think that when a public official is essentially using their title and their platform and their profile to raise money from the public, not for their campaign, but for their personal expenses, I think that is a potential violation of the public officer's law, certainly violates the spirit of the public officer's law and could be somewhat of a, a conflict of interest. And a lot of people have been saying this. A lot of people said this is her using her state position to benefit herself. And uh, I'm pretty sympathetic to that argument. I have a lot of sympathy for anybody that deals with a sick cat. I've been there. I know what that's like. But I don't think she should have used her position to raise money from the public in the manner that she did. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Perhaps you 
you have seen the headline in the New York Post and elsewhere, mysterious twins with ties to Jay-Z and De Niro upsetting New York City parents as they creep around kids at playground. Upper East Side parents and nannies, according to the New York Post, were apparently up in arms and calling authorities over a pair of mysterious identical twin women. I love how they refer to this. Who don't have kids themselves, but often hang around John Jay Park Playground. They say the duo is creeping around their kids, eerily engaging them. I mean, editorialize much? One caretaker recalled a twin wanting to braid her young charge's hair and then photograph the tot and asking invasive questions. Paulina, a 35-year-old mother of four, told The Post, this is my daughter's playground. I don't want adults around children. This past Wednesday, she spotted the two 40-year-old women who are known as the Indigo Twins, but whose real names are Gabriella and Mihaela Medorchia at the park. She recognized them from a picture posted on an online mommy group and immediately phoned the police. She phoned the police? Are you crazy? Are you kidding me? I don't know why they're not doing something better with their lives instead of hanging out at a playground. Paulina fumed. You have to draw the line. Last week, after a flurry of parents voiced concerns to Community Board 5, the Parks Department erected a sign on the gates outside the entrance to the playground reading, no adults except in the company of a child. This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. They have violated no law. They have not done any illegal activity. The extent to which I can tell they've done anything wrong is try to talk to children. These people are not committing any crime. They're not trying to kidnap anyone. They're not trying to abduct anyone. They're just being friendly with children. You know what? I'm friendly with children. If I see children around my neighborhood or at the park, I say hello. I talk to them. I'm not trying to braid anyone's hair. I think it is nuts for the Parks Department to institute this ban that adults can't go to a playground without the company of children. I think if more adults spent more time with children, then they might be a little bit more friendly, a little bit more fun-loving themselves. I think this is crazy. Shame on the Parks Department for, for implementing this. If they're breaking the law, I'll be the first one to say throw the book at them. They're, they're, they're not breaking any law here. Beam me up! To be continued. Other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Well, here's a news flash. Policing works. Having cops on the beat works. Let us take a look at the miracle that has taken place in Patterson, New Jersey, where violent crime is plunging and all the crime statistics are moving in the right direction. Patterson, New Jersey, not exactly a bucolic bastion of suburbia and goodwill. Years ago, Patterson, New Jersey was a cautionary tale of a city that you might want to stay away from. Well, violent crime statistics plummeted this summer amidst what some community leaders are calling an unprecedented show of police presence in the city. The number of shooting incidents between Memorial Day and Labor Day fell by 41% compared with the same time in 2022. That's according to data released by the Patterson Police Department. Robberies went down by 38%. Rapes 
went down by 33%. Aggravated assaults, down by 10%. And murders are down by a whopping 60%. There's more police visibility in the city than people say they have ever seen. Assemblyman Benji Wimberly, a lifelong Patterson resident, said it's definitely made a difference. Isa Abbasi appointed the officer in charge of the Patterson Police Department as part of this year's state takeover, said his summer strategy deployed extra extra cops in crime hotspots and included a neighborhood revitalization initiative that increased walking patrols in areas with significant quality of life and public safety issues. Patterson is the suddenly safer city. Almost overnight, this city has gone from being a cautionary tale to a success story. So let's replicate what's happening in Patterson, New Jersey, all over the country, in cities all over the country and the region that are having a tough time with crime. By the way, I am still trying to raise some money for the Tunnel to Towers walk, and I have to tell you, I am eating Dominic Carter's dust. He is leading me by a fair amount. I'd at least like to catch up a little bit. So come on, chip in something. Give me five bucks. Give me 10 bucks. Give me 20 bucks for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Go to wabcradio.com slash Frank Walk. That's wabcradio.com slash Frank Walk. Beam me up. To be continued.